and declare and Shiraz the bolter. It's without a fight. A hundred metres to go. Two or three lengths in front. Coming away from Shiraz and also Sulcum. Without a fight. Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. Up and about after a uh, big Melbourne Cup. It was a great Melbourne Cup. Johnny Walter. We're just about to go into three-quarter time. It feels like we've been betting non-stop and I barely slept for, for weeks. How are you feeling? Pretty bad, but then <laughs> quick shout-out to our man, Jared Wheelow. Yeah. He thought during the Cup week it was a good time to cart a horse down to the Jericho at Mooney Valley next Friday, 3,800-metre yeah, right. horse. He lives in Rockhampton. <laughs> so he's gone Rocky Tamworth Wagga. Optus outage on his GPS, doesn't know where he is, gets T-boned, car gone, axle gone, hire a car to get his now horse to Ballarat, <laughs> three to six months, his car's in Wagga. So he's got to get a horse to Mooney Valley next Friday night, then get back to Rockhampton with no car and his float in Melbourne. Good luck, Jared. Good luck, Jared. It's, take, it's taken a bit on. Makes uh, stepping down the caller card seem uh, like a breeze. How are you boys uh, in Melbourne? About to hit three-quarter time. You're going to come out with your chest pumped or you need a rev three up? Three-quarter time. You're going out there. It's about half-time, isn't it? Oh, it's no, half-time. Half time. quarter. Yeah. It, it's full-time in Sydney. We're back to midweek meetings, so at least Melbourne's got a little bit of life left in it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good on? to have that. Uh, oh, yesterday was, I mean, it was a bit, bit busy weekend, so it was good to have a little, not a breather yesterday, but something yeah. sort of not on to be actually, you know, nothing. I'm just barrel down at home and take a breath. Nico, how are you, how are you finding it? Oh, not traveling too bad. I uh, feel like we're seeing them. Wow, we just need a bit of luck on our side. Like we had some really good bets on Tuesday and just not a lot of luck. So that's what you need in these big carnivals, isn't it? It's, um, it's just all you need, just the luck on your side with a few things to go your way. So, uh, feel like we've been in the ring, but we're not. We're not down and out yet. We're not knocked out, so uh, we still got a bit to fight. Mm, got Jay Spard, Foxy Cleopatra. It was a great bet. Twenty six, batted up again they at thirty four dollars. Tempo, everything against. And she just couldn't uh, keep a horse straight, and that's cost Foxy Cleopatra the race. I would have thought it was just absolutely sickening. Yeah, a bit of turn of foot's QF just got oh. Timmy couldn't reel it in. Another 20 yards oh. and Nico's a genius. Yeah, it would have been better this spring. But, uh, well, Nico, if you've seen him like that, you just got to uh, keep fighting through. Speaking of fighting, without a fight, hat tip Walt, Scoot, uh, we are all over it. Marks are a complete peach. Uh, I thought uh, David O'Driscoll summed it up best on Twitter. He's a punter based in Sydney. Uh, pretty sure judge, Dave. He, uh, he he backed Gold Trip and without a fight, he said he was going to launch pre-race. And he said, uh, people who back without a fight have money and those who backed Sulcum have a story. I thought that was uh, pretty spot on. Boys in Melbourne? It shows it's a, what do they say? It's a, from the shithouse to the penthouse, it's a very fine margin, you know. <laughs> Walt's there tipping without a fight big, potting the shit out of Sulcum. We're all kicking up for Sulcum. So you blokes up there without a fight, we're Sulcum. We're in the shithouse, you're in the penthouse. Only because of the magic man. So... Well, the so-called fucking magic man, you know, <laughs> not magic man anymore after one of those, that performance. But um, yeah, there you go. That's that's racing. That's all on. You take positions. That's as Walt said on the preview show. It's great to have all these differing opinions. Hmm. Have differing opinions. And um, Zara, Zara's the king of the staying staying riders in uh, in this country. That's for sure. After that performance, yeah, it, uh, it's definitely. It's a, it's a nice horse to be able to point and shoot though, just quietly. Oh, <laughs> when just... a horse can go like you can <laughs> at the end of any distance. It's a nice horse to have a bit of confidence to ride however the hell you want, pretty much, as long as you don't overtax him early. Gold Trip was an interesting one. Did they pull the wrong rein with the Caulfield Cup run? Uh, knock the freshness out of him? Three gut busters and... Well, he pulled up lame, didn't he? So it's hard to say. Like, he, you you wanted to have plenty on him coming to the 600, so it's, and then he's you basically not finished the course, so who knows? It's um, yeah. I've got a theory. 
Yeah. Well, especially you got found out there. I don't think it runs 3,200. A strong 3,200. I think Zara was the key last year. Can happen. You're seeing derbies and stuff mm. where horses, three-year-olds who don't run 2,500, can run 2,500 if everything pans out and circumstances permit. I mean, there's distance queries on him in last year's cup. And Zara said after the race, because oh, I had that distance query on him, I rode him really conservatively. Mm. One run at him. It all panned out. Soft ground, everything like that. I'm just thinking again, it was in the back of my mind when I saw him just peak late in the Caulfield Cup. Thing and then you're looking at the form while he's running a Melbourne Cup. Of course, he runs a trip. He's only done it once. All his other forms, 2,400, 2,000 metres. And then J-Mac puts him forward on that brutal tempo. Mm. So I know, look, there's an excuse for the, the line. But, and then Kieran, after the race at IE, whatever happened, he was ridden too close for him. So stuff like that. So I, I just, I don't think, I think he's a bit, I think he's a mile and a half horse, in my opinion. I think the Cup this year just brought out probably the best horse without a fight. Like that was probably the, and best the thought process. Too, right? Go and in. the best stays, all those 3200s, Shiraz, 3200, Daquan Street Jr. Yeah. Ash run, interpretation, Ash run. those lightweights, yeah. they just Lightweight. kept coming, didn't yeah. they? So yeah, I think the fast run nature of the race, if, yeah. if you were a little bit suspect or had a big weight, it just wouldn't have suited you at all. Especially the way they did it. It wasn't early, was it? They just sort of steady and then put it on from the wherever it was, 1400 or something, those clans took off and it just made it brutal. Uh, call the car was an absolute uh, beauty. Uh, DK, you were there. Uh, Trav Noonan was there, betting up a storm as oh. well at the call of the card. I uh, guess the best bet fair. So big uh, shout out and thanks to uh, bet fair. They put on a good show not only on the Sunday, uh, destroyed us all on the drink on Sunday, and then we backed into the call of the card. And uh, poor old Adeki Matsuyama didn't give you much of a run for your uh, call of the card bet. What a gave it a barrier trial. I knew it was over pretty early. He, <laughs> he looked all at sea up the up the. Mate, up, he was like five the deep just sitting there. I was like, Whoa, just do something, Hideki. Do something. Get the four on out. Do something. <laughs> uh, anyways, that was all right. But uh, what a what a show! I hadn't been for twenty years since I actually worked. I clerked for Simon Beasley way back twenty years ago. It's the last time I'd been to one of those, and uh, went along and um, sitting there. It was all starting off a bit quiet. And Trav, I was sitting at Trav, and Trav's not there. Yeah. Then he pulls the wallet out. And he says, "We're having a bet." <laughs> Opening blast to win a hundred thousand on interpretation, and he got set because he'd never yeah. seen anything like that before. And he's trying to get the cash out, and he's saying, "DK, can you help me with the cash?" He said, "I'm shaking." Well, they've had to get me old bookies clerk's days, getting all the folded out, giving it to the girls, and then he then he went on with it. Two thousand on Sulcum, and then Scoots having five thousand on stuff, and um and then then fractions just going absolutely crazy, and just trying to back everything to win half a million. And we had the Wolf Den boys next to us backing to win half a million. Had Waterhouse sitting here. Had, Juppy curls and that table there at Adam Blank. Yeah, it was going just crazy. it was just fantastic. It was it was <laughs> and I think Trav was just mesmerized. I said that was a glimpse of the old day. That was the that was the racetrack. The oh. bookie put up the price mm. and gets swamped, you know, or if he went top odds, or if one smarty backed a horse, everyone else would tune in, they get swamped. And it was just so, so great to see the old bookie versus punter. You know, I don't know what you thought, Scoop, but oh, it was I just it was fantastic. It was so well, good. It was brilliant, and it was good to sit like take someone like Trav along to the show because I guess you know he's the next generation of punter, and I think even after the cup, uh, he said, "Oh, it's only three hundred and sixty-three sleeps till the call of card." So he's actually more excited oh, he, to go back he to the call of card than the race itself. That's how it used to be with country cup cow cutters and all those sorts of things, didn't it? Like it used to have twenty of those a year that you could really enjoy, and it's sort of yeah, it's good to see someone actually upping the ante on something that you know. Was it, it, yeah, I, was, I think they'll get better again from yeah. what they were saying. Like, like um, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm actually dirty. I wasn't there, and I couldn't. You couldn't have paid me to go, and I was. 
dirty. I wasn't there after seeing it. So I think Betfair are going to try and uh, go again, and I think there's a couple of different improvements. And I think yeah, you you could tinker with it, uh, one or two or three changes, and you could make it a, a, like a proper proper spectacle. And I I, st- I still think that Racing.com should um, maybe put a bit of a, a minute lag on it, so so they can filter out um, anything that they they don't like the look of. But uh, they should just um, stream it online. They don't have to put it, it on yeah. their actual TV. There's a lot of people channel looking but, for it. Well, like I, I think it'd make the Melbourne Cup turnover just completely explode. And speaking to a few of the um, the PRAs and um, sort of the, the heads of state in a couple of uh, different jurisdictions that were at the event, um, gosh, if their eyes didn't light up at what that sort of did and that day was, uh, yeah, I, yeah, there I, should I think be bookies at home sitting wanting to be there as well. I think it's. I think a lot of people think those sorts of events don't exist anymore, so they just don't bother. Mm. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, and get a market percentage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. 100 there. Pretty much mm. 99 or 100, wasn't it? All the 99 old 100 and then yeah. horses like without a fight, you you got a point and a half better the next day. Yeah. So, like, betting on the cup itself was the best betting race I've seen. The bookies were terrific. James Philgate did his first one. He was, as Woodcock said, he was particularly courageous, taking on a few horses. Um, Richo remained, like, Oh, I thought he was the unsung hero of the function. It, it was going to descend as Warren Wilcox like in complete chaos with fractions and the Wolf Den boys all going, <laughs> trying to get on and crashing into each other. And Richo was the sort of conductor of the orchestra, just trying to get it all. He's got blokes with microphones yelling bets at him. He was, was fantastic. But um, one definite improvement, which I could just sit next to Trav, because I said, God help if he wants to back a horse that or Wolf Den and Waterhouse, because they were setting themselves up to get on first. So it should be bets, bets of 5,000 cash or under. First, first crack, because the bookies want to take the cash bets. They said, we'll bet the smarties to win half mm. a million and now cash bets for the punters at the same price, but no more smart, big punters, you know. So let the cash bets on first, see them, and then, okay, now away you go because you want to service the punters in the room. That was the first thing. The other thing was the drink, Scoot, the drink. What about the, the the RSA? The RSA, the poor staff at those joints had just got drilled into their heads about RSA. Like we sat there, what, Scoot, for 45 minutes or an hour and couldn't get a drink when we first started, could we? Yeah, like it's they, just, they just disappear. It's just shocking. Like you pay for these functions. No drinks on the table anymore. It's all table service. And they sit you down, they go hiding for an hour. Then they come out and, and just, you know, you see them once every bit in a while and you can see in their face, you ask for a drink and they're looking just you pissed or anything. Like in the pool, I know they've been just driven mad with the responsible service of alcohol guidelines of these functions, but God, well, uh, those uh, crown, it's um, yeah, why don't we lift their game that wise too? Exactly, two seventy for uh, the public to buy a ticket there, and yeah, if, you, if you're just sitting there trying to you know enjoy the show, that's crazy because it was yeah, as DK said, like it's very expensive for sort of what you got on the table and the level of service, so they need to pull their socks up for sure. There, two seventy right. a ticket, you're on the Chevy before you get there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Then. Put to do another five thousand there. Mm-hmm. I think Kings did. Kings did uh, maybe six times that on the race, at, uh, like just on his call of the guard bets. But um, I'm sure there's a couple of good winners because yeah, without a fight, was still well back. Oh, Robbie had his foot on it, so no flies on him. Nico, I thought the greatest, like the best thing in the car, call of the car. Like we had a few bets, like me and Trav, we teamed up together and like we beat SP every bet we had in the yeah. cup. So like going forward next year, you're probably looking for a similar sort of thing, like. You know, that, that was probably the best thing about it. Like you could back, like we backed interpretation to win 100,000. He started like 30 to one or something. Like yeah. we were just like, wow, like the prices that they offered was yeah. rock solid, yeah. wasn't it? So I think that, that was probably the, the huge tick for any punters that want to go next yeah. year. Like just and A, that, for how much you can get on for and, and, and then you 
you're at the good market Especially prices roughies. as well. With the Betfair influence, it means there were teams. And then that's what Nico was, uh, Trav was saying next to you, oh, we better get a get a good syndicate together because they had the Juppie and the Curly and the Jackson syndicate over there. They all pulled their money. The Wolf then boys were there, you know, as a group. Yeah, we'll be back. As a group. So we, he, Trav's going to put, he's got to put a big team together to have a big crack. So, uh, yeah, let's let's look at look, look here. Just goes to show, bet 100%. All of a sudden, get some liquidity, and everyone just wants to get on and have a bet. So it's not rocket science. Science, like if you try and have like if I had tried to back the Japanese horse at twenty one dollars a day or so earlier, I probably could have got on for twenty thousand. I would have set the price off to Look from twenty one into fifteen dollars, and that was just on one run. So absurd's a prime example. We did oh, it the day before; exactly. it went twenty six to thirteen, and I'm yeah. like, we, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of money. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of money. People just, the punters just want to bet and uh, we just need to expose more of it. So great event. Let's uh, talk about today's show. Donnie's back. He, uh, oh, Calipor, he's uh, he's pulled up uh, well, which is good. And the good news is the uh, the syndicate's roaring 20 units in the last seven days. So we're back, uh, we've turned up again. So we're back to 102.7 units in the syndicate. So that's good news. Acapella Sun was absolutely given a Tyler Schiller special. Well, on yeah, uh, cut half day. a page. Like, yeah, they walked. That Like, it, you don't get time for that ride. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know. Like anyone who wants to watch, just. He seems the hardest jockey to catch, Tyler Schiller. He did he it in the first race. 10 one and then a zero out of 10 the next. And it's a 1,000 metre race. He's like, oh, it's been told to ring it. But he's five lengths detached from the last horse and they're going out four below in a 1,000 metre race. Like, come on. Give it. Anyway, whatever. Just riding like he uh, thinks Could have run a place, couldn't it? Ollie. Just run a place, mate. Nico, I uh, hope you get your Wi-Fi sorted. I was uh, sweating bullets for you in the cup, waiting for the. Uh, must have just jammed up the uh, the the phone lines there, and obviously uh, Optus has shit the bed. So hopefully you got a, a bit of a failover plan for the next couple of days. Uh, I, I will say the Mal being there at the cup that was like the I don't know what the pre-game or the pre-race entertainment was like for the TV, but where I was standing, that was right next to us, and that was probably the best entertainment-wise that I've been to there. Like it was absolutely packed you're looking around there wasn't a sort of spot anywhere everyone was trying to get down to the fence look at the horses in the yard the member stand was absolutely packed so i think the vrc really they did a really good job there on um tuesday in terms of the crowd and all that so uh, well done to them mm, it's back all right fingers crossed you get that man in your mail to us quickly and uh, it's going to be a big couple of days for you as uh, mr mojo rising got crunched got uh, jamie back into form We'll credit him that, uh, 320 into evens, and uh, the boys all sort of lined up there. And Zard Dozy was a bit of a sick beat for him. So he's back. He's going to, um, he's, he's, I guess, the conduit. He's going to do a little bit of Flemington, and uh, he's going to uh, help Walt uh, navigate the five diamonds. So it'd be good to have Azza back on the show. Uh, the map, I tell you what, wasn't it a win on Cup Day? My uh, my phone blew up. My Twitter blew up. My Discord blew up. It's got have a turn of foot, it? Walt. Have, have you backed it at right the start? I had a, had a mental health bit, bit on it. Yeah. Sanity bit. I just, yeah, I just laughed. I didn't even see the race, but how funny, isn't it? It's just so, happens so often when you find something in an easy race, it gets beat, and then it comes out and like goes progressive, bang, bang. You're like, oh. That race summed up Cup Week. Like Mr. Waterville gave it an absolute beating in the Geelong Cup. The mat was falling out of the screen. And then you get to Cup Week and one improves nine lengths and the other can't even, like hits the front and doesn't want to win. Like it, it's just so hard to figure out the form sometimes. Mm. Once you find something about a horse, sometimes it just pays to uh, stick on with it. So, yeah, you just got to keep watching those tapes and uh, get your head around it. But uh, it's been a big week, been betting everywhere. Jenny Duggan at Musselbrook versus Aaron Bullock. What a time to be alive, Cup Week. Can't wait to have a uh, game of golf next week and uh, a bit of a lie down. Top Sports Team Lay of the Year. I called on the show on Tuesday. They laid 10,000 at 330 Vorburn. Wasn't that a bit? Exactly. 
Wanted had a bit to lay. It wasn't. How's the flux? The flux sort of gave, gave it up as well. That the dodgy track gallop. Well, not the dodgy. It looked good, but he had that big sweat, and then he was three thirty out to six dollars, and it was just express it's out. It's been the greatest arbit. Like if you had a million in Betfair, all you had to do was just keep gapping it at four of sixty four eighty and loading it on the corpse at five fifty six dollars. Yeah, it was the weirdest situation I've seen. Obviously, UK horse, um, UK Betfair may be strong, but. Just strange, and it was there for hours and hours and hours. It and was. our tote was like seven bucks, and and Betfair was you know under five dollars for the majority of the time, or right around there. It was just anyone who wanted free money, uh, it was available. Turnover figures will be absolutely through the roof. It'd be great to see. Uh, Top Sports got best the best on all the uh, Group One races, so make sure you check that out. Top Fluck or Best Tote odds to five thousand, fix at the time, and if it drifts, you get the little kicker. So definitely uh, can get on for a bet there, and uh, that's what we want. All right, the first race that we're going to have a look at comes in on Saturday, and I'm just going to uh, play around with the order here. And Nico, uh, it's a matriarch first up here, race number five. Uh, interesting little field here. The favourite is Pearl of Alsace, oh, uh, $5. Uh, Steinem, $6. Osmos, $6. Deny Knowledge, six fifty. Thalosophile, $7. Dual nominated. Interesting to see which way. Yeah, so it's in five diamonds. I think yeah. it's a 20 to 1 in the five diamonds. I, I still don't know which way they'll go. Amkura, $10. Mustang Valley, $11. Papillion Club, 13 Soul Choice, 16 uh, No one a deal, 20 She's a con, 21 Affair, a swerve rose. Got the Adelaide form. Look out for it, $34. And then you got Premise at uh, $34. The replay we're going to have a look at is uh, it's Walt's premonition. It's uh, Osmosis. Uh, no, Chase. it was a race before. I what? went back and it was Flemington. Oh, okay. It was Flemington. Nico, it's uh, worked really hard. Uh, what, four or five wide here? Here she comes. Yeah, I think this is a good form. I, I think this part of the track at the Mini Valley Carnival just probably wasn't a great spot. Not many horses did what she did, like come wide and really hit the line. I think Thalassophile there is definitely in the A ground for the Carnival. She had a good improvement to come from the yard, gay up and trip, good barrier. They can probably use her up. Um, I thought she's definitely the horse to beat here. This, this favourite's got Kiwi form. I think it ran third in the Livermore Classic last start, but it's copped a big J-Mac tax. I think if you had... I don't know, um, bloody Dean Yendel on it, it'd be $10, you know. Yeah, so, Jay um, has a party on it, it'd be $10. <laughs> so, I yeah, I think she, she's just been overrated because of the rider. That New Zealand form doesn't even look that strong anyway. Um, and I thought Osmo's had a good improvement to come from the yard and it's a pretty weak matriarch. Uh, there's none of these real fillies or mares backing up from the the Empire Rose, which there usually is a lot of them. So um, they've sort of dodged it given how fast the race that was. So I think Osmo's going to hit it at the right spot, looking for 2,000. I think there's a fair chance she's ridden a lot more aggressive from the draw. So one of many sort of $5 or $6 chances on the card, I think you get pretty keen on. I think it's uh, a day to really hit those middle pinners because a lot of them look very well placed. It's interesting. Never been to uh, 2,000 metres, but uh, she didn't stop uh, there in the Tessio Stakes. And tell you what, right camp. Yeah, I think it'll be right behind to deny knowledge. Right behind it. Like right behind it. So you dreamed to start early. Yeah, I just can't believe that I just had the venue <laughs> Got the wrong. Dates. I had the venue wrong. And I knew it drew one because I saw it jump from one and I just, yeah, I just, it's just a week early. Uh, right behind an eye knowledge and very hard to beat. Obviously, you look in the weights and thing. I actually thought they might make a mistake with this horse and bet a bit better than $6. I was a bit disappointed, but I don't think it's the wrong price. I'm with Nico 100% here. I think it's the right race. Philosophile is dangerous just because you saw what Wallace horses do come this time of year. This, these grand finals, they, they jump out of the ground and whilst it was in the right ground there, they weren't, you know, I think it sort of looked like it had a bit of a barrier trial anyway. So I think it's probably, I think that's the right form race 
coming into this race, I think. And I half an Amakura as well, but she, she was out of the same lead up as um, Osmos two runs ago, but just the weight kind of graded me up a little bit there. But if she was in a little bit better, I think she'd be a good chance as well. If you got sort of 15s on the day, I'd probably chop out on her as well, Amakura. She looks like she's been just completely set for it, but she's very poorly off. So it's not, there's no depth to the, the, the right horses weight-wise, is there? So it's like the that some of these races are, are false when you look at the – what they call them, the true weights in these races, the ones on the up and in right form can still pinch them this time of year. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think, yeah, the um, the Kiwis definitely look chinky, so I'll be playing the Aussie or the uh, the local sort of settled-in horses, uh, no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, Amakura was a pretty good run first up, I thought. Uh, race number one is the next one. It's the uh, the benchmark 90 1600-metre race, and as is lurking in the background, so we'll get Market to do some replays, and uh, as it can start to chime in as well because he's got a bit of an opinion here. So questions, favourites, 360, Von Hawk, 440, far-flung, 480, acceleration, 550, water deal, 650, Japanese Emperor $10 Typhoon Harmony, $21, Kind Gesture, $26, and you can sort of forget about the rest. I'm going to have a look at the trial of acceleration. Richie, Richard Cully trained Declan Bates rides. Nico, blue with the white spots. I don't think you see horses trial much better than this. This was outstanding. This horse that wins, Cadball's like, these are all 1,000-metre horses, except Electric Impulse, who just won at Flemington two starts ago and was in the Von Hawk race. This horse absolutely flies. I mean, I know he's under a bit of riding, but he's a 2,000-meter horse. Uh, I just love the way he got through the line here, just this last 100 meters. He was really picking up steam, and then through the line, he was impressive. So I think that's definitely um, a key form reference, and he, he looks like a horse that's going to race really well. Interestingly enough, this is a Von Hawk replay. Electric Impulse was in that trial. She's in the red sleeves down the outside, Von Hawk in the pink, um, and then you've got Rogue Rocker coming through and Euphoric who run today, so you get a bit of a guide on this form reference. Interestingly enough, um, the horse in the green sleeve, Typhoon Harmony, uh, Acceleration actually beat him last campaign, so you can definitely tie in their form. This probably looks like a, a key lead-up for a race like this, given Von Hawk absolutely uh, pulled his brains out in that event. But I just thought Acceleration's absolutely set for this. His first up run last campaign at Flemington, he beat Typhoon Harmony, um, he beat Baltoro. They both come out and won subsequently that campaign, and he should have gone very close to beating Pounding, who went, went on and just had an absolutely gun um, autumn. So I think that form looks very strong. I think he's here to play first up um, last campaign. That seems to be how they get this horse going they get him to fly first and second up he should have won the colac cup i reckon they're probably setting him for the ballarat cup but i think he'll run a big race on saturday and he might need a bit more of a rating to get into the ballarat cup so i think he's there to win and i think the others around him are a little bit chinky i've got a big chink on sequestered whether she actually stays mm. i don't know about von hawk um just didn't like how he have a race last start and then a few of the others in the market are probably a bit similar so i'm pretty keen acceleration he'll be getting back and running on which i think would be the pattern of the day these next two days so uh I'm betting up there. The mm. question looked like it got shot last start. How the heck it could go up favourite anywhere yeah, off that run? It, it was the angle straight away, wasn't it? Yeah, get it beat. Get it beat, sequestered. But, uh, Three PRs in a row, two, one, two of them, and then last start, and it just sort of it was going to bolt. You know, I don't know what happened to it. It looked like it was a sort of... Uh, interesting uh, to see. So he's had a throat up yeah, acceleration. Well, maybe so that's what might, happened. Might have really um, improved, you know. Well, he's always been a line finder, so he's improved him. And um, he's very underrated trainer, that Richie Gully, if you want to... You want to give him someone a horse and get him get a bit get a quit out of one be behind 100%. the list. Richie Cully can do it. He's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah I don't to think it. you don't think you're going into Cup Week having a run. Like I think he's here to play. So I'm I'm pretty keen there. Declan Bates is man for the job. Shout out to uh, Trevor Lawson. He was all over it very early with him, but um, 
I'm a, uh, a believer of uh, Declan Bates, but tell us why uh, Von Hawke can spoil the party, as a Bit of the carnival here, Von Hawke, for me. Um, absolute uh, great value at the price, $4.40. Um, back at the win, back at each way, still $1.80 the place. Um, very, very limited pace in this race. Um, we only saw the turn of that Geelong race there. It was an absolute slaughter by Jay Carr. Um, it was caught wide early. She went back and then sort of gave it a dig and he just started over racing. Um, then she tried to restrain it because Netan Hay who picked up. It was just absolute torture. However, he stayed on to be beaten two lengths by two horses who were favourites in the half a million dollar race on Oaks Day. It was extraordinary. Um, he's always had a heap of ability. Crossover noseband goes on on Saturday. Uh, we had that for its first three starts before it was gelded. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a bit of an overreaction to last start, but I see it just plunking in the first four here. Interesting, no jock. Hoping they put B Mertens on at 54. Um, but I can't. So I think a lot of things are going to be map negative here. Sequestered, barrier 10. If it goes back or forward, it looks like huge doubt of the trip. So I saw that angle too. Acceleration, yeah, sure. Um, but again, map negative. Hasn't raced for 10 months. Seven-year-old. Um, so I'm happy to be against acceleration here. Another thing, Von Hawk for me um, is the better the carnival. Absolutely unloading on it. Outstanding, Nico. What do you what do you say about all that? Um, I don't know if he's any good, Von Hawk. To be honest, <laughs> thought he, that that run at Flemington was run to suit. That was a weak race with Tamerlane leading and winning, and then last start. I know Jay Carr kind of barbecued it, but he didn't do everything right. And now he's got to come up in distance. Um, I'm, I just question a little bit of his form. Helix hasn't really gone on with it. And I, I like acceleration, I would be favorite in the country race. Like he's, he's got proper open class form and it's all 78 form. So yeah, I think he has better form to be honest. What, what, is, what is the trick here? What do you think? Is it with no rider? I mean, the, the jocks, it's a couple of weeks. They'll be falling over themselves to get a, I don't know. I, I don't click. It was, does feel a bit of sleep at the wheel, but he, that was first emergency for the half a million dollar race today. Oh, uh, right. It didn't have a jockey for that either. Um, so I thought he was thinking, I thought he was maybe thinking dashing was going to scratch with 59 or 58 and a half on the outside gate. And, but even then, I'm not sure why he wouldn't have engaged a jockey. So it's, it's strange because a lot of the low, good lightweights are engaged in that race already. Um, B Merns isn't, so I'm hoping he puts it on. Um, but, uh, I reckon he's hoping Jamie Carr's scratched on Saturday so he can put a straight well, back actually, on I think again. that's the danger. What a deal. I think it's going better than it is, but again, it sort of gets back and, and needs pace. I just can't see any pace in this race. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, um, look, I think, you know, hopefully Jamie's turned the corner after Derby Day. She looked a lot better in the saddle and after that shocking injury, she's been really battling, but um, I thought she rode a couple really well there on the weekend. So um, could be could be the turning point for her. It's a real red flag when trainers are sort of the last ones to co- commit to a jockey. Doesn't inspire well, it's you. Weird, t- without knowing, could be could be tricky. What's a red flag? Uh, horse doesn't know. It's not as if he's not going to find a jockey. There's As a eight runners or something. I don't like, like it. He'd have someone in mind. Mm, can't wait to see that. Ryan Moore. <laughs> Has Jamie Spencer got a ride? How well? How light does he ride? I don't know. Next he, race. He won't. He won't be back, will he? Surely. Jamie Spencer. Jay Spencer. <laughs> Or is he riding West Wind Blows on Sunday, Sunday is he? he is, yeah. yeah. I think he is. Look out. Yeah, out outstanding. I love this, Nico. And uh, as a head-to-head, and the bookies have just got to let, let us on. Well, we it's should... good when we're not on – and neither of oh, them are favourite. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. 
It's going to be a cracker. Nico's Telegram, 25 bucks a week, so make sure you chime in for the last couple of days. It's going to be an absolute beauty, and it doesn't uh, end there. He's, uh, he's here every week, so must buy the Telegram service. Uh, everyone here absolutely loves it. Azza, we're going to uh, trot up to Sydney now for the five diamonds. Feels like it, uh, it's a bit of an afterthought, a little bit of a uh, little appendix at the end of the carnival. What's left of Sydney anyway, but uh, Antino's a favourite here. Three twenty into three dollars at Top Sport. Democracy manifest seven fifty unspoken. One of Walty's horses, just a winning machine. This thing nine fifty. Detonated Jack ten dollars. Who your mail twelve. Palmetto thirteen. Waterford mild sparring partner fourteen. Jimmy Hendrix twenty one into fifteen. Hope in your heart fifteen. Uh, Zoom on fifteen. Faulkner Park sixteen. Emergency and then you got Converge. I thought it'd be in the nursing home by now seventeen dollars. Hinge nineteen dollars. St Lawrence thirty one. <laughs> The Lassa file, $34, and I won't mention the last two runners here. Antino's a replay we're going to have a look at first at Mooney Valley. Pilot error, as? Oh, I think pilot error. I think, you know, it was a good competitive race, and I think J-Mac, was it J-Mac there, sort of didn't let him out. But um, anyways, look, I think the horse is going amazingly. Um, great run of the two, right? I thought another good run here. Um, wouldn't have been out of place in a champion's mile on Saturday. Sure, would have been double figures, but I like that they've, um, you know, remained conservative, taking them up to Rose Hill for a, which is a, what is it, a four and five year old race. Um, he just looks the best placed horse in Australia for mine. Um, it has come up a bit stronger than I thought with Open Your Heart, Forgot You, and Who Your Mal accepting for this race. I probably didn't expect those in there. Um, but I think, you know, he's drawn to as Clipperton. He's got to be positive. He can't sort of be four back the rail. Um, and if I think he can, and he, he's shown in Brisbane before that, that he can be positive out of the gates. Um, so he really needs to take advantage of that gate. And, um, I think if he can stay out of trouble, um, he's clearly the one to beat at this race. Mm. Love to hear what the great man thinks about Matt. Um, yeah, well, the problem is the rider. Um, he's probably one of the worst form jockeys in Sydney, Clipperton. Like, he's obviously written that Think About It well, but holy cow. And uh, he's a bit passive too. Uh, yeah, he's the problem. The horse is not the, pro- <laughs> it's not the problem. I just don't know how they found Clippo. But uh, yeah, even Luck, I agree with you 100%. Like, he's the only horse that's, you know, really well prepared. 1,800-metre box doesn't look an issue, especially from the draw. And then, um, uh, yeah, I sort of thought who your mouse, very interesting. Obviously didn't stay the trip in the 2400 for the Caulfield Cup, but coming off that hard run back to this race, what's it going to do from a wide draw? He's a keen going thing. It's going to be need to be a really good ride from Hippo. Price helps um, sort of overcome that. And I thought actually Thalassophile was interesting at 34 bucks if it lobbed here, but it'll probably go to that matriarch, you'd think. But It looks like it's just getting scratched now. Markets are shifting. There you go. So, um, yeah, I think... It, it's it's very hard to back anything to beat Antino here. It's just the rider that's just, I guess, like, who's there? God, like if you put Nash on it, it should be even money, mm. I think. Um, and then yeah, and then you got and the, and the rough and the dangers are like as I said, sort of fifteen to one and and bad luck. So yeah, I think it's still a great bet. A couple of horses that I sort of liked that I was just trying to figure out who's set for this race and detonated Jack looks cherry ripe for it. Um, but yeah, just don't know how he sort of just a can, horse, though, right? Beat. Yeah, I just don't know how he can beat Antino, and then it's got a bad luck, exactly. Like mm. that's what I mean. Yeah. The other horse I didn't mind was uh, the singer Jimi Hendrix. I thought um, if Annabelle, she can sometimes just uh, plonk these horses into the right races, and 
I think she won with a horse called uh, was it Star of India? One of one of those Rose Hill Cups, or she just seems to just bounce horses straight into these races, fresh off the boat or the plane or wherever they get them. Here, I don't care. But um, Jimmy Hendrix, if it had a better jockey, again, it's got Brett Preble. Oh, I'd love him. to see this come down the outside and grab Antino just to see as his head absolutely pop off. It might imagine Brett Preble slapping down the outside and jammed him with after what he did on uh, what was it? I'm still, I'm still yeah, here. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure if it's a uh, a bub bum murray or whatever it's called. But uh, Jimmy Hendrix yeah. might just uh, let loose here. So beware the uh, the English horse here. It's a complete unknown, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to know. I was against that that five diamonds prelude race totally. So um, anything in that, I'm, I basically put the line through. And and then yeah, who your male was was the dangerous one coming back in trip. Um, agreed. And yeah, but. Um, Go, Antino, give it strength, please. Nico, any thoughts or any insights, Antino Yard? or? Uh, yeah, I think that run he had last up will actually suit him because from a Yard point of view, there's no improvement left. I think he can only, like it'd be a great training performance, just keep him up, keep him up, keep him up. But he didn't have a hard run there, which probably helps him. He just was, um, you know, smothered up and had to sprint late. So if he had had a real gut buster, it would have been hard against him. But I think that hard run, not having a hard run probably helps him from a Yard point of view because there's no improvement left, but he still might have a little bit of gas in the tank because he didn't have to use it all up there. Love him coming back the other way too. So it goes, goes back to clockwise, which I think will help that horse as well. All right. Uh, we're gonna have a look at the golden gift. Any uh, opinions there, Azza, or will we let you go for the day? I haven't done it. Good luck, boys. Thanks for having me. Outstanding stuff. Good luck, mate. Good Cheers. luck. Good on you, boys. All right, Rose Hill Race Seven is the next one. It's the English uh, Golden Gift Shangri La Express, two dollars ten. I think this is a bet sent from uh, the syndicate. Donny like this horse on debut. Scampy second favourite, seven fifty. Volatile, seven fifty. Miss Judas, nine dollars. Better be better being single, ten dollars. Tell that. To Nico every uh, week at the start of the show off air. Uh, Ruta Royale, $18. And Graham, $19 with Trafalgar Square, D Payne. Bit of a shifty uh, operator, D Payne. Uh, Shangri-La Express is a repo we're going to have a look at here. Wow, in the uh, yellow and orange. Yeah, so it, it's stable, mate, which is behind it. Opened up favourite here and it was very well backed. Had to work quite hard to get to the front. It was only sort of an even tempo, but a fast even tempo. And uh, you can see what this horse does to them late here. Just a super strong Waterhouse horse. Came into this race off one trial. Uh, 14 gate is is very rarely a worry for their sort of style. So, you know, it probably helps Reggie, if anything, because if the horse does anything strange early, it gives him time to to balance up and, and punch forward. And, it, yeah, I just think it's just way too strong. It's, it's certainly low-hanging fruit, fruit, and we're not getting the, what did we get, 8 or $9 on debut. But, um, yeah, I just can't see anything in there that's going to push this horse if um, – if it does everything right like it did there, if it comes forward off that, it's it's, it's the best two-year-old I've seen so far and I can't see anything in the race that looks like it's going to jump out of the ground. So I just, yeah, it's a bit low-hanging fruit and not really my favourite, but it's a bit of a, a midweek meeting, the Saturday meeting at, uh, at Rose Hill. So I think this one will just bounce to the front from the wide drawer and good luck. Bit more intent from Miss Judas. They they sort of they weren't really out there to win last start. I didn't think maybe. Yeah, it still needs a rocket booster to beat. I, yeah, uh, Miss Judas went to the right race without that horse in it. It was probably what you were looking for. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think you know one trial. What when Gay trials them, you know, sort of once, twice they improve and then improve to the races. So if that horse improves off that and goes forward, it's probably going to be, you know, favourite for some for some good two year old races after Saturday. I would imagine. Young uh, Tommy Henjack sent us a little bit of a message last uh, 
24, 48 hours. Uh, Regan Bayless, is he a worry on this horse? Well, in, of all the stables <laughs> he rides for, this is the stable he rides best for, which is, you know, the same for most jockeys because they're not complicated, are they? They push forward and uh, and if you barbecue them a bit, it usually suits them. So uh, that's why the wide draw on Reggie's not too bad here. I think he'll just push forward. He, he rode one of Gazi Lewis's, I, I, I wish to win or I'm in to win or something quite well. He, he knows how to ride her horses and Yera's on the side of uh, over cooking them a little bit, which is which is completely fine here. And I don't see too many two-year-olds that want this hard run. So, um, yeah, I think he's just too strong. Scampy? Got any hope? Scampy? He's that. No. He's the $3 million horse or something, isn't he? Is it? Yeah. Oh. You've you, you got into the Scampy, Nico? You've had some, any Scampy? No, I haven't. Oh, but, it, it, oh. It's, it's, it's good. It's like the prawn. Had some beautiful ones. It's like a sweet prawn, isn't the grill it? the other night, yeah. yeah. They, like, I've had prawns a million different ways, but Scampy in the shell on the teppanyaki grill with all the butter with and the stuff butter that went over it. Oh, magnificent, yeah. yeah. Scampy. Hard to beat. Just, I thought this this race was interesting from the Stallions. <laughs> These blue points just jump out like rockets, like Scampy, Blue Stratum, Blue Illusion, and... They don't really seem to go on race day, so I think that's probably a knock there. And I'm interested in these Alabama Expresses because he was a ripping type. Always thought he had a lot of talent, and um, he's got two in today. And then that I think that was his first runner, and it's absolutely bolted in. So my knock there would be she beat absolutely nothing, but um, it's what do you, what do you find to beat her? There's probably not much there. It's probably one of the first starters if you really went looking. So might have to do some more digging there. He uh, he ran a he won a CF4. Who trained him? Maroney or Hawks or who trained Alabama Express? Maroney, yeah. Yeah, Mikey Maroney. Hmm. Weird one, isn't it? I thought he was the best two-year-old. I backed. I watched yeah. his jump outs and I backed I backed him at 50 and 60 to one to win the slipper and he just didn't get there. And then I never had a cent on him after that and he won the CF4 and then went off to start. Hmm. Must be he has some talent. I think he's a reduced choice for memory. And be interesting to see what he does. I'm sure if uh, there's a horse like Shangri-La Express poking out of the woodwork, uh, there'll be everyone will start to find him. It's time for our uh, second favourite uh, segment of the world. Oh, sorry. If you want more of uh, John's analysis, it's racingwatch.com.au. He's seeing them very, very well, obviously, with uh, with Air to Fight. He set off absurd, which was very nasty. I walked in the Betfit Function on Sunday and Daniel Sutherland said, oh, I really want to find absurd. And I said, oh, you won't like Walt then. He's just already, yeah, he speared your price off. So I thought we were collecting grubbery. early there when he was hey? pulling, coming to the 600-metre mark, and he was like pulling himself into the race. I'm like, holy cow, how Ooh, fast yeah. is this going to win by? Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't spot without a fight at that stage. But, uh, yeah, they. It was, it was strange the way the UK runners all basically popped at the same mark. Even, I don't want to, you know, hurt Nico here, but he's all, even like the, the sushi was sort oh. of was running on and then it sort of just hit the wall. It was amazing how they all just didn't run out at the strong 3200. The sushi had a bubble bath before the behind the barriers. I know. It but was still, just foaming everywhere. But it was it like let down, like it was going to be top five. And oh. then it was just, and uh, even more felons did the same thing up the fence. Yeah. Like, they all did it. It was quite it was quite weird. You had a couple of sick feet, Nico. Oh, I shouldn't laugh because it's just brutal. You can you can laugh um, about it now though. I'll tell you, tell you what with Vorban, I I don't reckon he was fit enough. Look at him relative to observe in the yard and a few of the others. I, I honestly I think they missed a trick not running him. He was a bit fresh and he just wasn't that fit. Pen pen jobs in future. Pen jobs. Well, you you got to say that absurd nearly would have been in the finish too if it ran in the Caulfield Cup. Like yeah, that's right. If they'd run in the Caulfield Cup, and he said mm. maybe we should have given them a run here. Yeah, give them a run here next time. Mm. They turn up off the plane. They're pen jobs in future. The way all the big owners here are buying all the good ones and bringing me like without a fight gold trip already here, already seasoned. If you think you can jump off the plane and beat them without having a run here, you're dreaming. That's what we learned from that Melbourne Cup. I tried to talk a few clans. You know, like back, that'd be a perfect horse to buy. Absurd. I don't know what it costs, but 
it's one of the ones like Ado and Gay or something could buy it and keep it here. Yeah. It'd just knock up winning races. J Mac at the call of the card, just basically he, he gave it up. He just said I didn't like the what happened with Vorban foaming up off that sixteen hundred meter gallop. He said big, big, big query. He was the give up there. And at the at the end of the day, Fractions was right. They did bet better on uh on the Tuesday, he he was trying to fish out for an extra couple of hundred thousand or half a million on Vorban. How he said, Woody's, "You never know." What about Woody's one-liner that he wouldn't bet? He wouldn't bet his daughter was a girl or something. What'd you say? <laughs> he wouldn't have. He, he wouldn't said, have fifty on your sister was a girl. cash. It was a very good joke. <laughs> oh, but that's man. why he'd back it on the day before like that because he'd try try getting try getting four hundred thousand or five hundred thousand on it the next day. You know, we in the when, yeah. in the normal marketplace. Yeah. Where he could just go plonk then. He said to himself, maybe it'll be better tomorrow. He knew, but he still had to try getting 400000 on it tomorrow. Remember you know, last year spent- they were trying to get millions on that camel when it was $7 yeah. into three fifty, and it got out to 6 bucks later. It's just funny anyway. What a world. How good's the punt? It's just unbelievable. Speaking of the punt, Scooty's Moral, Flemington Race 8. It's the champion stakes. I'm going to declare one here. It won't be hard to guess. West Wind Blows, $2.70. Prowess, $5.00. Zaki, $6.00. Dewey, $6.00. A Tissue, $7.50. Buckaroo, $19.00. Interesting uh, race selection there. I thought they would have gone to the mile, but here we are. Uh, Montefilia, $20.00. Hoita. Hueta, uh, two dollars. Uh, sorry, twenty six dollars, and then you got Zyrek, twenty six pinstripe, and Young Werther. Horse I like here, hard to find. West Wind blows. Uh, it was terrific in the Turnbull, but um, after the Turnbull run, I said on a you know, show a couple of weeks ago, I thought this was the Cox uh, Plate winner, and they went to the Caulfield Cup, and he just got uh, bloused by the good horse, good horse without a fight, and. Uh, yeah, it's all easy in hindsight here, but um, take this horse back to 2,000 metres. He comes off that little extra bit of freshen. He's got another week up his sleeve. Just looks like an out-and-out 2,000-metre horse to me. Um, Jamie Spencer is the biggest query here, but uh, barrier two, I think he's got a tick in every box, and he'll be my leg of uh, the top two special. Prowess, I think she's just been chasing uh, chasing a tail, run behind. I'm just not sure that that forms just the complete A grade for a really strong 2,000-metre race. Zaki is not his best. Dewey was absolutely fantastic in the Cox Plate, a little bit sick that uh, she couldn't get the gap, but uh, that's the uh, the valley. But uh, she can. she's really well found. I think she'll drift from the $6 a tissue. Uh, absolutely airborne. Oh, yeah, that was another uh, big result for a lot of people with Pride of Jenny just sort of sticking on. I think she'll improve and just absolutely loves 2000. But, um, yeah, this is a really tough race for her. And then Buckaroo, as I said, query the distance. Montefilia, no. Hueta would be uh, a really good bet in an easier race. And um, Zyrex obviously going good. But, yeah, 59 kilos, West Wind Blows, beautiful setup this for me. Wins. Saki's got to be the danger, isn't it? Like, it's running the Cox Plate has to be the best of their runs. Like, Juwei was unlucky, but Zaki was the one that sat outside of ridiculous tempo and got beat a length off a fresh. And so, you know, I think it's the only leader here and Westwind Blows probably tracks it and it's probably the only horse that's got to get past. If they went slow, which I doubt they will, that brings the other horses into it. But otherwise, it looks a two-horse race to me. It's fascinating, this race, because this is only the second year running or I think maybe the third. And last year, all the horses back from the Cox Plate came into this race and they were completely cooked. Like the, he's a shocker nearly bloody won it. And Zaki just stuck on. Now they've gone back to the mile, which has opened this up for West Wind Blows. But again, like if is, if, is he going to be flat out of that 2,400-meter race coming back in distance? I know the others weren't, but they went up. I think it's mm. a little bit different. So... Yeah, I think Prowess is very dangerous. Like, it does seem a good race to be hitting 
you know, just, just off a, a nice little lead in off her last run. So I think the yard will tell the story in those races. I haven't really gone too in depth, like forensically from a form point of view, because I think the yard will just tell the full story there. So uh, keen to see them on Saturday. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'd say Prowess is the possible danger, but if that's who you find, I think, it, yeah, he, he might absolutely space him. He's so we'll strong, see. that west wind blows. Yeah. So he strong. He saw it at Turnbull. Like he, he's a serious 2,000-meter horse, so I'm going to uh, be uh, putting lots of multis into that horse, and I'm going to be very excited. Mm. Puntingform.com helps me do the form, tiptoe to Adelaide. I can do uh, Musselbrook. I can uh, go play up in Sydney. I can do it anywhere, and that's because I've got punting form. It's the best form guide on the planet. So simple to use, so easy. You can play around with speed mats, flat books. It, uh, it's the one I love, I must say. Uh, Donnie has uh, pulled up a bit short, I think, so uh, no video this week, but Donnie's best is Doom and Race 10, number three, Starzam each way. So I think it's around the sort of $6.50 mark at Top Sport at the moment, and uh, I'm going to have to – I'm happy to give him a free pass. If you have a run in the Melbourne Cup, I'm uh, willing to give him a, a day or two off. Yeah, bloody oath. It would have been exciting. Yeah, poor old Zachy gave it us all back, but um, hmm. he battled on. Good to good to hear it uh, pulled up uh, really well. Anyway, uh, the top sport promo top two went off last week. He Man and Zardozzi. So we sort of got away with it. Uh, Four dollars twenty uh, into about three dollars. He Man just needed a little bit of extra. Mate, uh, the winner was eh? off and gone. Yeah, something for the battlers. Need an extra four hundred. Need an extra four hundred. Better than once more. Yeah, and then TC just jammed us all. And then he did it again in Amazonian. What a good man he was. Oh, that was a good day. Must be your shout for lunch. No. Cool. You want bug rolls. (laughs) I'll I'll get a bug roll this Sunday, I tell you. Uh, This week, the top two spesh, we're going to go a couple of shorties, just just so you've got something in the kick at the uh, end of the day. Rose will race seven, number one, Shangri-La Express, Walt, and then uh, Scooty race eight, number four, Westman Blows. So 100 bucks, uh, $350 is the price there at Tristan's. So if you want the top two spesh, I think we can go two weeks in a row. And I'll be filthy if uh, we don't because that'll be multi-man. It's just absolutely killed. Top Sports Steam, a couple of good bets here like this one. Uh, Flemington Race 4, number 2, Duke DeSessa. Probably finally finds his right race here, 2,480 in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Bit of an eye-catching run, last start. Nico? Huge. Well, I went back and looked through his form this campaign. The horses that beat him home in the Turnbull were Westwind Blows, uh, Sulcum, Gold Trip, Romantic Warrior, and Lunar Flare. Like, and then he's right there with them. So it's pretty hot form, isn't it? And then watching the, the replays cup. for the cup, he was the horse. I was like, "What? What horse is that? <laughs> I want to well, back it in the cup." <laughs> he was in the cup. I think he and he could have even qualified. I think they're just going to try and go a bit easy because he's just been on the back foot. Nico, all prep. Yeah. So yeah, I think four eighty seems pretty reasonable in a Queen Elizabeth. It's only a five year old. This horse could be a genuine contender next year. He's got a. He, he has got a motor. I, I sort of. I've found him like at every start, all, all preparation, and sadly that's not my 2000 because it's now in the four. I just remember Nico saying before last start, he's like, this horse has got the ability to win this race. And then when I watched the rep, I'm like, and first horse I looked at to see whether it was like, yeah, I was, I was amazed it wasn't in the in the cup. So if they've you know decided to look after him and take this as the easier option, oh. holy cow. Mm. Can be like that, the Queen Elizabeth too. There can just be one glaring moral. Fingers crossed it's it. Flemington race five, number nine, no one – a deal, $534 in the matriarch. It's a Queensland horse, isn't it? I don't yeah. know who it is. That's a, I think it's a pretty yeah, it's a Queensland, Queensland horse. It's oh, got a decent record, but Jeepers Creepers. <clears throat> mm. 
Not going to knock a $34. It's all the same. Good on you for working that one. Uh, race four, number 11, Monty Outlander. $170 at uh, $13 here in Rose Hill Race Four, the highway to hell. Have you Mate. have you got into the, you got into the highways yet? Oh, oh, I, I just got a headache looking at it. So, again, $30. It's actually got an edge in the horse, but um, no, I, I haven't spent enough time on it to have an opinion, but I'm not knocking a $13 chance either. Uh, Zach Waddick claiming three and Mayfield Smith $13 into $8. So he's probably the hardest trainer to catch in New South Wales mm. and paired with Zach, it would want to be very good. Yeah, I thought uh, the dramatist might go close there with uh, Reese Jones and Rod Norton. Yeah, Dunn's got a nice enough horse in there too, and he's just flying, isn't he? Like Matt Dunn, so he does. Just, I've never seen anything like it. The way yeah. he's, his horses since he's gone back up there, they've all, you know, the horses that he's got that ha- that weren't running at that time are all flying, and the ones that he had that were going poorly are all back to their absolute best. So he's he's just very hard to beat wherever he puts one down at the moment. Matthew Dunn. Mm. To some um some. A lot of horses are going to get scratched there, so the uh, the barrier twenty two for Bandasha and the dramatist will will suck right back in, maybe four or five. So uh, make sure you take note of that and don't get scared by wide barriers because uh, sometimes I just absolutely love them. I have more on if they're drawn wide. Race eight, uh, Rose Hill number eleven is Detonator Jack. This could be my bet one sixty seven at thirteen dollars into ten. Uh, it's not, but I think it, it could be a knockout if uh, Antina doesn't uh, turn up and old Jimi Hendrix is too busy playing guitars out the back. So. I think uh, that's the uh, that's a lot for the uh, top sports team. Yeah, DK. Denver, Jack had the perfect run the other day. Yeah, you, you had a quiet day yesterday, DK. Surely, surely, you've got something for us somewhere. Uh, after embarrassing myself last Friday night, uh, what a fucking shit show that was. Big Jimmer. Just shows like it's why Jelko's got squillions and I've got nothing because <laughs> you can balance out the variables. I angle you, you, you over enhance one variable and you end up in the shit house like I did then. Like the SP, you go SP, SP, SP. Don't worry that it's a f- very green one pace slug, just worry about the SP, you know, and then you get jammed. So that's the lesson from that, anyway. Um, tolerance backing up on tolerance tomorrow. Race one, Hamilton. I tipped it the other day, it got into the play. There's another one, the patient died in that place, mold it back and all this. this my comment from last start is ready to piss in at 2,400. The only thing is it's 2,200, but I think it'll still win. So um, it's going to some Hamilton. I thought it'd win at 2,400 Bendigo or somewhere else. It's going to Hamilton. So I don't know what price it'll be. Hopefully it'll be black figures. There's a little bit of form in the race. Tolerance, one. It probably won't be because the, the horse that beat it might win the Oaks today. So that, Ethel, that Ethel, won't Ethel, 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 Ethel Maud. Yeah. yeah. It's a good chance in the Oaks. Anyway. Yeah, it's a knockout, isn't it? Go back, go, back to, um, go back to short and sweet. Seems to be a better recipe for me than... Speculating on how things are going to. How big was um, shock him over for Alex Ray and well, yes. I know, I didn't watch it. There yes. we go. Far oh, out. It was, it was in a demolition a... derby. I'll What's tell you he what, going to win next year? The Caulfield Cup. Caulfield Cup. He's there a freaking horse. Yeah. He just kept coming and coming and coming, and he still nearly won. Yeah, no, he's, he's he's a weapon there. He's a really good horse. That horse. Bloody good trainer, A, a- I, Ray. And he's another one. Really, when everything pans out, when they, when he gets the perfect race shape, the perfect runner, he's just going to piss him. Like all those races at Caulfield. He wasn't really supposed to win him. Craig was, you know, saving him up, riding Dubai's and out the back and everything. He's still sticking his head out and winning. Packing him cut might be his race. Was I just got a message from someone that I need to share with you. Okay. According to my jockey rating authorisms, Amy McLucas with her three kilo claim is equal to Bowman, McDonald, and Royal Willow. Does this sound <laughs> right to you? Who <laughs> sent you that? Probably best to not share yeah, I who, but. Adam. These are the messages we receive and why we love ratings and algorithms. 
Amy McLucas. And I'm, I'm a big Amy McLucas fan. Yeah, Amy McNuggets. She's done us many favours. Outstanding. All right. It's a great game. That's it. That's great. All right. It's good to see. It's half time of the uh, Flemington Carnival and we're uh, all fit and uh, fingers crossed we can uh, win on Oaks Day and then uh, we can, uh, yeah, Just fill up on Champions Day. It used to be Stakes Day. Yeah, and it's weird. The ratings, it still says McKinnon and Cantala in the sheets. And if you look at what, what race is that? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Good luck, boys. I hope you uh, back plenty of winners for the last couple of days. Okay.